on the panic attack, we're going to talk about creepy, sleepy, leapy Uncle Joe and uh, this rape allegation against him. Um, going to talk a little about things going on with the uh, Wuhan virus, the SARS virus, the the name changes daily now, it seems like, but we're just going to talk. Uh, we're going to focus on the, like some positive, though, uh, and companies and things that people are doing to help out. Um, but I wanted to hit this because I haven't talked about it yet. And I was going to have my broadcast partner join me, but I didn't feel like doing an hour and a half tonight. Um, so, what is it? Gatewaypundit.com has an article up entitled, What a Shock, Joe Biden Rape Story from 1993 Finally Goes Mainstream Just As Slow Joe. Oh, he's got another nickname. Continues his meltdown day after day on live TV. I was laughing at the meltdown part. Uh, Ryan Grimm at the Interceptor published a story, published a shocking story this week of rape allegations from 1993 against then Senator Joe Biden. Everyone knows Joe does not have a prayer against Trump, the article says. So, who is behind this report? Which Democrat? Via the Interceptor. Last April, Tara Reedy, R-E-A-D-E. Her name is spelled T-R-A. Or, whoops, that's Tra. T-A-R-A, R-E-A-D-E. Watched as a familiar conversation around her former boss, Joe Biden, and his relationship with personal space unfolded on national stage. Nevada politician Lucy Flores alleged Biden had inappropriately sniffed her hair and kissed the back of her head as she waited to go on stage at a rally in 2014. Biden, in a statement, responded that in response said that not once in his career did he believe he had inappropriately he had acted in a, okay let me reread re that in his statement response Biden said not once in his career did he believe he had acted inappropriately now we've all seen 11 videos on Various websites and social media of Joe, creepy Uncle Joe, doing creepy things. Um, so, let's see here. After she saw the episode of ABC News referring to Tara Reedy, the, episode, the ABC show, The View, which most of the panelists stood up for Biden and attacked Flores as a politically motivated... Reedy 
decided that she had no choice but to come forward and support Flores. So Reedy is supporting her fellow woman in this uh, cause, this saga. She gave an interview to a local reporter describing several instances in which Biden had behaved similarly, similarly to her inappropriate touching during his early her uh, inappropriately touching her during her early 90s tenure in his Senate office. In that first interview, she decided to tell a piece of the story she had she said that matched what happened to Flores. Plus, she filled in contempt, con, uh, filed a contemporary complaint, and there were witnesses. So she considered the allegation bulletproof. Short, the short article brought a wave of attention on her with accusations that she was doing the bidding of Russian President Vladimir Putin. So, Reedy went quiet. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody's in cahoots with Russia. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, you know, yeah. Alright, so, there's a couple directions we can go with that story. There will be a link in the bio, or in the description, pardon me, that you can uh, read it for yourself with probably a lot less stammering and stuttering. I did for I was the first time I read it, um, but so as with usual, somebody goes forward with a story, and she it sounds to me like she had reported it previously because she felt the story was bulletproof and. Scroll down here. Okay, Reedy decided she had no choice but to come forward. Early 90s, piece of the story which matched what happened to Flores. She filed a contemporary complaint and there were witnesses. So, this isn't like Christine Blasey Ford who came from out of the clear blue sky. Uh, this Tara Reedy. Not to be confused with Tara Reid, although I'm sure Biden would grope her too. Uh, this woman filed a complaint when it happened, and she had witnesses. Um, the Blasey Ford episode, which played out in Brett Kavanaugh's um, Senate approval hearing, you know, she had no witnesses. No one could remember. She couldn't remember things. Uh, she went from this crackling, uh, crying, childlike voice to bouncing in her chair and, you know, giggling when it was a friendly Democrat, uh, telling her how great she was and something, some of the things of that nature. And then when the uh, investigator that the Republicans hired to question her, she would go back into this little girl, I'm gonna maybe cry like voice, and then she would, oh, great, thank you, oh, <laughs> you know, 
when it was a Democrat asking her a question. So uh, this Tara Reed, Reedy, I hope I'm saying her name right. She's um, come forward with this allegation, um, and she's furthered it, and you know, gone into a full-on, you know, he raped me uh, scenario of her story. And we all know Joe has problems with personal space. It's played out time and time again. Uh, it, and it's just strange. And truthfully, you know, people say he has early onset dementia from the way he talks and uh, bumbles things. He's a few years older than Trump, but he's making Trump look like, I mean, you know, Trump is like super young and energetic compared to Joe Biden. Um, and, you know, this economic depression we're having because of this coronavirus, I mean, 60% of Americans feel the president is doing the right things. And the governor of Ohio has done has gone a few steps further than the president, and people think he's doing an outstanding job. So, you know, this is the best the the best the Democrats could do is Joe Biden, and it's sad um, that they have no young charismatic, uh, up-and-coming people. You know, people think that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the future of the Democrat Party. They're going to, the Democrats are going to erase her district after the 2020 census. That's if she doesn't, if they have a primary in New York and she doesn't get primaried out because she has 13 primary opponents. And then in November, she's going to have a solid Republican opponent uh, who's, you know, rich and can self-fund her campaign. Um, so, it, it, but it's going to be crazy to see how, you know, the Democrat Party recovers. I think they're the party that's in trouble. Um, people have said to me that after Trump, there won't be a Republican Party. Because most of the Republicans that are out there are afraid to fight the media head on like he does. Um, and he has a great vice president and, and uh, Mike Pence. I cannot start to call him Joe Pence. Mike Pence. Um, and sometimes when Trump is having trouble getting his point across at one of these press conferences... Michael step in and say, here's what the president's trying to say. Um, so, yeah, we could get four or maybe eight years of Pence, um, who he was a Republican star in the making for a long time. Um, but, you know, what do the Democrats have? They have this sleepy old man who's not there mentally. He has a problem with being touchy-feely with everyone. You know, kids, women. There was some, you know, goofy video 
um, that came about, it was around a holiday. I can't remember which holiday it was, but it came about his wife was giving some kind of speech with him. And token on the cigar for a second. Um, you know, he, he, she held her finger out, like pointing off to her right, maybe pointing towards him, and he let lunge forward and made a bite, like bit down with his teeth, like he was going to bite her finger. Just like weird stuff, you know. I wouldn't call that like senility or something, but you know, it was definitely just like out of character. I mean, you know, people say Trump, you know, well, Trump said, you know, you can, he wants to grab women by the coochie. No, he didn't say that. He said, when you're a celebrity, women will, or Billy Bush actually said, oh, when you're a celebrity, women will let you get away with anything, won't they? And Trump said, oh, yeah, they'll even let you grab them by the cooch. And it went from there. You know, but, like, the stuff Biden... That, I mean, that's how guys talk when they're alone together. And we're talking about women. Um, you know, this, so... But Bi the stuff Biden does, you know, you know, rubbing up and kids little kids up and down on the arms you know rubbing them up and down feeling their arms you know hugging women there was a picture of him i don't know what uh it had to have been from somewhere in the 2016 campaign but he's giving hillary clinton a hug and she tries to back up and he doesn't let go of the hug and she's got like her, her hands on her, his chest kind of trying to nonchalantly push him back and he's still got a got a grip on her and a big old grin and you know there's some people that I mean they're just so worked up when they're around the opposite sex they don't know how to play it cool and how to back off and to them it's not a big deal because they, they think they're just doing what's natural to them but you know when you've been told to stop dozens of times over your career, over your life, probably. Uh, I think it's, you know, something Joe Biden should have learned a long time ago. So, on to the next topic. My next point is, you know, we are getting, our president and private corporations are getting equipment and respirators and ventilators and masks and protective clothing out to our doctors and nurses because previous administrations failed in their duty to replenish the stockpile. They were more worried about uh, an ultra-political correct agenda. They were more worried about uh, moving us to a single-payer healthcare system than they were about protecting the American people. Um, so the Wall Street Journal has a good article 
I'll link it in the description on YouTube as I talk with my cigar in my mouth. Who gave her? The title is Companies Retool Operations to Assist in Coronavirus Fight. Let's see here. Scroll down. Uh, March 19, 2020. Matthew Dalton in Paris. Ruth. These people are from Paris, Berlin, and London. Anyways, companies across the West, from a Kentucky distillery to a French blue jeans maker, are retooling to produce medical equipment for overloaded hospitals and to slow the spread of coronavirus. Uh, Christian Dior Perfumes has started making hand sanitizer a car parts company producing hygienic masks. Luxury hotels are becoming makeshift quarantine shelters. Um, we've had the Army Corps of Engineers turn some uh, buildings like the Javits Center into hospitals. Uh, we had the Navy convert two hospital ships into hot, full-fledged hospitals, which was supposed to be a three-week job, and they got it done in like three days. Uh, today, the Secretary of the Treasury, I, I believe that's who it was, said that they're going to pump these checks out. The media is was asking him questions. Well, we heard it's going to take months instead of weeks to get it done. And he, he responded really well for a, a nerdy-looking guy. He said, you know, under Obama, it took months for these checks to go out. But that would be a waste of time with the amount of time we have to work with. So we're going to get them out in a few weeks even days, and I guess in the next couple days, he has had his staff up working on getting the computer hardware up to where it needs to be to handle the volume. Uh, the check printing process, um, they're going to get a web portal up where if you're not signed up for direct deposit, like people on Social Security and Medicare are, you're going to be able to sign up for direct deposit just as a regular citizen. So you get that, you know, like in th if they start sending the checks out or the, the payments out in three days, you're going to get it three days from now. Um, the day that it goes out, it'll show up in your bank account. So... You know, that's pretty cool. I, I know I I hurried up and filed my taxes the other morning to get, so I could get the the uh, deposit check. Hopefully I get it. I, I owe taxes. Um, and I had to, you know, do a payment extension because, you know, work's not really good right now. 
even though I'm I'm able to make enough to live day to day, but um, you know, many many corporations and people in the United States have come together for this. Uh, I've heard you know towns have organized, and I'm thinking about doing it in my town also. Uh, they've organized to come out onto their porches at a certain time and sing God Bless America. And, you know, that's hard to do when, well, with social media, it's not that hard, but it's kind of hard to get people to come out of their shells and do something like that. So, um, you know, I heard, you know, one neighborhood starts singing and then you hear the next neighborhood start singing. And, and things like that, so, you know, stuff like that where Americans are just pulling together, and, you know, those of us that are not sick, hopefully we have strong immune systems, uh, are helping those without, um, whether it's people without finances, or whether it's people without um, good immune systems that shouldn't be going out, you know, um, the, uh, well, like Pizza Hut, they've, I know they've changed their delivery system to where you can click, um, contact-free delivery, where they knock on your door and just leave your, your food on a, on your porch. I mean, I have like a, I have chairs on my porch, so they leave it sit on the chair. And, um, you know, it makes it a lot simpler, a lot easier. And you're not coming in contact with another person. Um, of course, you know, there, it's possible that germs could be on, you know, the, the box or whatever they, they leave sitting there. But I mean, it's as, free of human contact as possible. Um, and like I was saying, you know, companies are, you know, doing more drive-through. Um, now there's, you know, the possibility as this gets worse over the next couple weeks, because according to the scientific modeling based on input from other countries and input from the United States, it's going to get worse over the next couple of weeks, but eventually we're going to catch up. You know, they've cut through a lot of red tape and companies are working on, you know, more and more uh, treatments, which to you and I, that's medication. Um, they're allowed to, you know, experiment and do things with medication. And the doctors like Dr. Fauci... Uh, and so on that Trump has at his press conferences are playing it close to the vest, even though the media is trying to uh, bait them into saying things. The media yesterday was trying to get uh, the experts. I can't remember the lady's name. Dr. Fauci and... Let me see if I can Google her real quick. But uh, they're trying to get them to say things to make Trump look bad or make themselves look bad. 
Um, the yesterday they were saying if we had information that this virus was in the country earlier, I think it was Jim Acosta. He was saying if we had the uh, information earlier, could we have stopped this spread earlier? And you know they they went to their chart. Deborah Bricks, that's who it is. Um, if they would have, you know, Deborah Bricks and Dr. Fauci said, you know, if we would have known back in January or December or November that this illness was floating around the United States, yes, we could have, but, well, pardon me, that was my opinion that they could have. They did not say, yes, we could have. They said, we cannot answer that question because we do not have the data. And as they do more research and see what people have antibodies in their systems to fight the coronavirus, then they'll be able to answer that, that question, was this already circulating through some people because reports have come out social media I wouldn't call that a report but Jim Acosta thinks it's a report uh, people felt symptoms of this illness I've heard it over and over again myself from friends of mine and from people that I meet that they thought they had this virus like you know they went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, well, you don't have the flu A or B, but you're definitely sick. So, you know, they told him to get some rest, take some medicine, and, you know, come back if your symptoms get worse. And, you know, luckily they were younger people. Now, some people during flu and pneumonia season may have been misdiagnosed and uh, possibly died because... They had the coronavirus, and the doctors thought it was pneumonia or the flu. Uh, but odds are they were in that category of people that might have died anyway. And so the thing of it is, we became so dependent on China. Bill Clinton gave them what's called most favored nation status, which is the right to rip us off on trade deals. Barack Obama had a lot of trade deals go through China. And China has been, you know, cheating the United States for years. And it's because American politicians thought that China was a growing market. And that we had to work with China. And there's nothing wrong with working with another nation. You know, we're, we're working with North Korea, who Barack Obama said we would be at war with right now. Um, heck, we're even working with Iran and offering Iran help. But the point is, you know, other nations are sending help to the United States. The United States is sending help out to them. And because American companies have stepped up, 
we've now got to a point where, you know, doctors and nurses cannot have to worry about a shortage of masks. Within a few weeks, we're going to have a surplus of respirators. These governors, like in California and New York, have said, well, I have 6,000 ventilators, but I need 10,000. No, when you say you need something, a need is present. Okay? It could be future tense. It could be past tense. Like, we will need. Well, they're saying we need them right now. They don't need ventilators right now. They have... In fact, the governor of New York had to go on TV and say, well, we put the ventilators that Trump sent us in a warehouse because we didn't need them right now. Then you didn't need them. You're going to need them in the future, according to projections and models, but you don't need them right now. Now, obviously, when you do need a ventilator at a hospital, you need it that second. Let me get a better finger snap. That second. Um, but, you know, they're just trying to make the situation look worse. And, you know, of course, the it's, up, it's the governor's job to fight for their state and get, you know, the resources their state needs. Um, Ohio had a company that could clean uh, the the surgical masks and sanitize them so they could be reused. So the company was having trouble getting FDA approval. Well, this went all the way up to Governor DeWine, who then made his phone calls to the FDA and to the president, and within hours, it got FDA approval. So... You know, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of American companies like Johnson & Johnson, you know, working on um, new tests that take minutes instead of days and weeks. There are American companies making the ventilators, Ford and GM. There are companies like MyPillow, the Ohio State, the state of Ohio's, <clears throat> prison system they're putting the prisoners to work making surgical masks uh and things like that you know so american people american companies are coming together the thing is in the future we need to stick together and this needs to be a lasting thing to where our supply chain is no longer dependent on foreign countries now foreign countries like i mentioned in the Wall Street Journal article such as France are stepping up and stepping in to help and vice versa so you know this is all coming together quickly <coughs> and thank goodness we have a president who acts quickly not one that's you know saying let no good crisis go to waste and oh well see if we would have had national health care in 1992 like i hillary goddess clinton said we should we wouldn't have this problem that's a lie 
you know, Obama used, you know, um, Ebola and H1N1 to push for, you know, more national health care. Private companies in America will stick together and come together to help Americans. That's why we need to bring the manufacturing back to our country uh, so that we can come together as a nation in times of crisis. For crying out loud, pay the extra buck an hour or you know, pay the minimum wage or the $10 an hour or whatever the market requires to pay American workers and we'll pay a little more at the stores, you know. Um, but American companies are stepping up, and this is proof that in times of crisis, Americans will come together. And it's proof that we need to, in the future, have a manufacturing sector in the United States that can retool and then go on and say... Um, and say, you know, we're going to help our nation get through this crisis like World War II, like this virus. Um, another trick that one of the people in the White House press corps tried the other day to invoke fear is there's been this six-foot personal space, and I'm going to wrap this segment up, but one of the reporters said, well, I read online that... Uh, if sneeze droplets hit you uh, from 27 feet away, you could get infected. And Dr. Fauci was like laughing. And the guy kept pressing him on it. And finally, Dr. Fauci just said, you know, that would have to be one heck of a sneeze. I mean, you'd have to. And Dr. Fauci kind of acted it out. And he leaned back and he said, man, you'd really have to lean back and rear into that sneeze and not you, and rear into that sneeze and let it fly 27 feet. I mean, who's ever been 27 feet away from someone that sneezed and, you know, got, and, you know, was, and felt it, you know? Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, well, I'll leave you with that. Silliness of the press. 27 feet away and somebody's sneeze hits you. Yeah, that's one heck of a sneeze. <laughs> Another thing that's come up, uh, and it came up in yesterday's press conference, and I think it, it's true. I think it that this is true. And I think Donald Trump took the uh, question the wrong way. Uh, a reporter, and I think she was from a, a friendly press outlet too, um, really OAN. I don't think it was an attack on him. I think it was an attack on the Democrats in Congress. Because, as of right now, if you don't know that that impeachment was uh, a sham, or as he calls it, a hoax, you're not playing with a full deck. Um... It was about, you know, they just didn't like him. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it the mean kids in school ganging up on somebody. Uh, that's one way to look at the impeachment. Um, because I think that, 
Andrea Ocasio-Cortez for no reason because she grew up upper middle class. Uh, I think that Nancy Pelosi, uh, she's affluent. But it was either the mean kids in school ganging up on somebody or the spazzy little nerds getting revenge of the nerds against the perceived bully in Donald Trump. And Trump can be boisterous. He can be overbearing. And at times he can be just downright not very smart. Um, I have no bones about telling the truth because nobody's perfect. Not me, not you, not Nancy Pelosi, not Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, there was only one perfect man, Jesus Christ, and uh, they crucified him. So I'm happy to be imperfect. And so the question that was asked was, do you think the impeachment trial... I started to say hoax, but the way the question was worded was close to this. Do you think the impeachment trial hampered your response to the COVID-19 outbreak? Now, I think that it did. I think that, you know, either probably through no stupidity of their own, because it would have been genius, the Democrats in their impeachment hoax and their fake narrative did impede on Trump um, getting to this. Now, you know, Trump answered and said, you know, no, I don't really think so. I think I've done a good job. I think, you know, I shut off travel from China. Uh, and yeah, I was impeached. I was impeached. I was impeached. And you know, he said it a few times because he was kind of, it got stuck in a groove. But he said that, you know, in spite of that, stream close up. I think I've done a good job. And he has done a good job. But the Democrats got in the way. You know, when they say looking back, they were going back to the other reporter's question. And, you know, he asked, well, if you would have seen this sooner, could you have blunted the curve even more? And I think, yes, we could have blunted the curve even more. Um, you know, and there's questions to how long Trump knew about this. and Not how long he knew about it, but how long he took it seriously. And, you know, he was fighting the impeachment. And then he started learning about the coronavirus. And, you know, he shut down travel from China. And then, you know, parts of Italy, parts of Europe, then all of Europe, all of Italy. Uh, and that helped, you know, new cases from coming into the country. But, you know, he was still preoccupied with that impeachment. You can only do so much at once. And luckily, he did not testify in front of the House or in front of the Senate. Because that would have really taken away from his ability I mean, that would have taken even more away from his ability to deal with this virus outbreak. And so, that, my answer to that question was, did the impeachment hamper Trump's ability 
White Nostogi again. Hold on. Did that impeachment interfere with the coronavirus response? Yep. And you got Democrats who want to run your health care and your life and your medicine for you to thank for it. So, you know, next time they get a president they don't like, how focused are they going to be on your personal well-being and health versus how focused are they going to be on uh, your medication uh, and getting rid of the president they don't like. Um, what I mean, they're already Adam shit, shift or said he's going to investigate the way Trump handled this corona outbreak. And he wants to investigate how the president did it. Impeachment number two coming. And he's going to do it. Instead of focusing on helping American people, Adam Shift, Shifty Shitty Shift, is going to come at us with this idea that you know he has to be the superhero and he has to get rid of President Trump and blame the coronavirus outbreak on President Trump. Unbelievable. How many... He probably wasn't there for NAFTA. But how many, you know, bad trade deals did Shift C go through that sent the manufacture of our medications and ventilators and hospital masks to China? How many? How many? Probably a few. You know. And he's going to go after the, the president and blame him for the this outbreak that's ravaged the world. And yeah, we, we've supposedly surpassed China. China that killed the doctor who tried to warn the world about this. There was a Chinese doctor who tried to warn the world that something really bad was taking place in this Wuhan province. And the Chinese government locked him up gave him the coronavirus, and let him die. That's how China treats its doctors, guys. That's how China treats people that try to go on social media and warn the world that something bad is coming. So, to say that we've surpassed China as the world leader in the coronavirus outbreak... I think that's hard to say when, you know, Italy is allegedly saying to people, if you're over 60, you can't get a ventilator. Good luck. When we don't know what's going on in China, because, you know, they, they locked people in isolation at, who had signs of the coronavirus or tested positive. They dragged them out of their houses and locked them up. Um, and frankly, probably just didn't report things correctly. 
I mean, they're communist. Hello. So, but, you know, I think, it, to, I got off point, but, yeah, I think that the Democrat impeachment hoax of Donald Trump did, in fact, take away from the ability to respond to the coronavirus, not just the president's, but the whole nation's, uh, because, one, the, the news media never reported on this. If it was circulating the United States in December, January, um, the government couldn't focus on anything else. Everyone was distracted by having to be at impeachment hearings and votes and things of that nature. And I'm sure others, you know, some of them got other things done, but a lot of Democrats put their whole life into a witch hunt on President Trump, and it did take away from his ability to respond to this, and it took away from his America's ability to respond. Obama and Biden not replenishing our national stockpile of emergency uh, preparedness uh, equipment, you know, personal protection equipment for doctors and nurses and our national stockpile of medicine led to it being difficult for us to respond to that. And thank goodness we have a businessman in there now who has connections to business and there he will reach out to him and say, we want to help uh, instead of presidents like the Democrats wanted who are anti-business and want to punish business. And who's a business going to be more likely to approach? The person that helps them or the person that hates them? So with that, wrap up the panic attack. Hit the like, the share, and the subscribe. Tell your friends and neighbors. Wake the kids. Call the neighbors. Tell them to listen. And uh, with that, pray for one another. God bless you and have a good night.